SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. Okay, hey everybody, it's Therese Paler, the Chief Beat Rider with the Kansas City Stars. And uh, we have convened for our second Emergency 18 podcast of the month. It's uh, our second one in as many weeks, I believe. One I don't think we were quite ready for. Am I right? Let's go ahead and get the introductions going. We've got Say Hey Sam Mellinger. What's up, man? What's going on? We, we've got uh, Blair Kirkhoff. And my main man. Greetings. Greetings. And finally, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Vahe Gregorian. <laughs> What's going on, Vahe? I- um, give the, the Sam thumbs up even as we uh, prepare to give the thumbs down on the trade. Um, and uh, also, I feel the need to note that we're all, uh, we all wish we could be together as usual, but we're as far flung as me in Columbia and Blair on his way to Lubbock. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we know that there's a lot going on today, and we know you could be spending your time doing a lot of things, but um, well, this is definitely interesting, isn't it, guys? Um, let's go around the table, first of all. First thoughts on the Chiefs' trade of Marcus Peters. We don't know the compensation yet. Please stop asking me. I'm trying to run it down, okay? I am trying to get the compensation. Believe me, the corporate champ is on that part of it. But nobody nationally has that. I don't have that. There's a reason for it. Um, maybe it's not done yet. Maybe they don't want people to know yet. Maybe they're still wrapping that part of it up. But when, 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 when it's done, we will know, okay, guys? So let's start with Sam. Give me your first impression of this thing. how much I hate this trade enough. Like, I, I, I don't have the words for it at the moment. Um, but one word that comes to mind, without knowing the compensation, but unless it's Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, and three number ones, I think there's a bit of cowardice in this. Ooh, a bit of cowardice. Interesting. I do. You got to elaborate on that. You just can't let that ride. chance to chime in here um i'll just go ahead and say this uh i think you know some of this has to do with 
the money. Remember when Marcus got suspended that one game in December and we were just kind of talking about the scenarios and I'm like, guys, are we sure he wants to be here? Um, one of the ways that that would flesh out if that was the case is that he would make and he would ask for an extraordinary amount of money. Um, here's the thing. As a, as a fourth-year pro now, he is eligible to sign an extension, okay? And um, as a fourth-year pro, he's eligible to sign an extension, which means I know the fifth-year option's coming up in May, but he can ask for money right now. And I think he wants to get paid the highest in the league, $18 million. And if the Chiefs have any reservations about handing somebody that kind of money who, like it or not, they've had to, um, you know, to at least some degree, there has been controversy about this player. Even if some of it is unfair, there has been stuff about him. So if you have any concerns about that, right, you probably don't empower a player um, by paying them the most at their position in league history because all money does is give them more juice, okay? I'm not saying that's right, okay? I'm not saying that any of this is fair, but I think if you look at situations for why Marcus was traded, you think about, okay, he probably wants to get paid now. You say, okay, he's probably going to hold out through OTAs, which he's done already, and not just OTAs, training camp. And now you're answering questions for four months about this. Um, we know how talented this guy is. I think you make this trade if he doesn't want to be here. And so far, we haven't heard anything saying that for sure he didn't want to be here. But what we do know is that the money thing is a deal. Like, they're going to have to pay this guy. And they're going to have to decide whether or not they want to pay him. And we also know this. I can, I can report this. Only the 49ers and the Rams were interested. Okay? No one else. Not the Browns. Not the Colts. Only the 49ers and the Rams. And I want to know from you guys, how much does that surprise you? If that, I, I didn't know that, uh, yep. Therese. So that, that's, that's pretty surprising uh, to me. Look, I'll, I, I think uh, we went with our, our two pretty strong takes right there. So um, I, I enjoyed listening to them, and I don't have anything on that level. <laughs> but, I, I do, but I do think it's, it's worthwhile to explore Sam's thought of cowardice a little bit and Let's kind of run down the list of things that would have made uh, the Chiefs uneasy about you know, keeping Marcus Peters in this locker room and, and on the field. And starting with you know the the, you know, the, the national anthem protests and uh, continuing into the season where um, you know he had the antic on the field and in New York uh, and, uh, and you know had a squabble on a team bus with a, with a coach and there, there were you know there's a list of items here that uh any one of which would be kind of an eye-opener but put them all together you've got a you've got a player who i, I don't I, I i wanted him back i think the chiefs are would be better with him on the team but if this is the explanation if this is the reason why he's not back i'm going to tell you that i, I think i understand uh I understand where a team is coming from, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but it, I think I understand it. That's really interesting. Hey, uh, why, 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 Blair? I want you to delve into that a little bit. Why? Well, I, I guess I, I guess it goes. It speaks to a, a locker room culture that uh, 
that the Chiefs want to develop. And all this is just guesswork on our part, right? We nobody will, nobody has or will probably speak to this for a while anyway about the reasons why. Uh, but but when you say that uh, only two other teams, only two teams may have been interested in the trade, that tells me that the Chiefs, the Chiefs are pretty motivated to make this work, right? And, and I guess we'll know more. And we'll know more when we hear when we know what the compensation is uh, for, for for Peters. But I, I can only, I, I mean, I can only conclude that the Chiefs wanted this to happen. And so you oh. ask yourself, why do they want it to happen? Oh, they were, they wanted it to happen. I mean, this was I reported this too. Just like I said, two teams were real. Okay, despite what you hear, I got multiple people telling me it was two teams that were real. Um, I also tell you they've been working on this quietly for three weeks, very quietly, and um, you know I, I think you know I'd kind of heard in January that they were going to give him the fifth year option, which I, I believe to be the truth. Um, but I but I I think that was maybe in lieu of them not being able to to move him. And I think if we look back in some at all the things that they kind of that kind of happened last. Fall. I don't know if it's this city. I don't know if it. And Sam, you had a really good column about that. Like the pairing of Marcus and Kansas City probably exacerbated some of the issues he's had here. For I sure. think that's fair to say. But whatever reason this stuff happened, it happened. And if you're trying to build a winning culture and you don't believe that this is going to get better, if you're going to, you, bottom line, this guy's. Do we all agree you couldn't have another season like this next year? It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. There's too much talk about stuff that didn't have nothing to do with the game of football. Every other week there's something. I don't think that's all Marcus's fault. I think there's a lot of reasons for this. And Sam, your column was really good at that. Um, But I I do think that this is a fascinating sense because, look, Brett Veach has been very aggressive, right? He's been very aggressive. And... They decided, for better or worse, that they were better without this guy right now. And they felt that they had to strike right now. Otherwise, I think that they were worried that this continues another year. You're not getting anything for him, okay? No one's going to trade anything for him. So that's the thing. You got three years. Um, I'm not trying to haul the ball. Vahe, you got something you want to chime in, man? No, no, look, everything you guys have said, I I agree with. Uh, I didn't even uh, think through it at some point. I think it's really fascinating group for thought. And um, the, the thing that, that I keep thinking about is, all right, are they a better team today? Whoever they bring back, I, I would I would suggest that no matter what they get, it, it's not going to be a better team for this trade. So we know that. So then I, you can pretty safely say, well, okay, it comes down to either issues with some of his shenanigans on the sidelines or an issue with how the fans perceive uh, his protests. Um, the question becomes a little bit is, you know, I don't really disagree with the, the, the possibility of uh, the term Sam used cowardice um, or caving, but it, it is an interesting question to ask is the uh, – is the franchise's obligation to the fan base 
legitimate in this in terms of realizing that that uh, there were a number of fans disenchanted with him? Is that part of it? Or is the franchise obligation to block that out and say, what's good for the on-field product? And I'm a little torn about some of that. I, I, I understand that, but it, it is not logical as a football move. And I guess it is not a, great question. not a statement. You know, it's not a statement that they're going to... Are they saying they're, they're going to the Super Bowl this year with, when, they, when they make a move like that? <laughs> they can't. They, they can't. They, they can't say that. Uh, you you oh, can't yeah. trade Wade Davis for Jorge Soler and say you're winning. You can't trade Marcus right. Peters and, and say right. that you're doing anything other than uh, – here, here's the other possibility, rebuilding. Are they just going to um, completely rebuild and, and go for three years from now? There's a whole well, bunch of holes in that logic, too, because well, teams win with rookie quarterbacks all the freaking time, and they have a good roster right now. I, I, I totally get – look, like, I believe that Marcus was unhappy, you know, sort of in Kansas City. Like, I, I can totally believe that. that. That makes all the sense in the world. But then why doesn't – isn't it up to the franchise to, to try and mend that yeah. a little bit? You know, like yes. he was not a disliked teammate, and, and oh, they were not. That is, they, they weren't. That they were under the clock. I don't. Like, w- they they control him for up to three more, maybe up well, to four more years if they double franchise. You're not going to do that. Well, but I, I just they they didn't have to do it right now. I, like they did this because they wanted to get rid of him. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, well, well I, I don't. I don't know how franchisable Marcus Peters is. He is among the most strong-willed people on that roster. If he's really unhappy about his salary, I honestly don't know how well that go. Um, yeah, he might. He might not play. That's. I mean, that's I, a possibility. But you control I, him. Well, here's the, that, that's the way the CBA is I, set up. I mean, but at that point, then he's just not playing, right? So he's not playing at all, and you just got to take that L when he leaves by trading him now. Whatever they got. Honestly, here's what you take from this. They traded him now because they obviously felt this was the last chance they could get something for this guy, for better or worse. For right, one now we're talking about trade value. And, and you know? also, inherently in this, you know what else we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Is, is a head coach who's paid more than any other head coach in the league who hasn't won a Super Bowl, largely whose reputation has been built on getting the most out of strong personalities that has just kind of said, I can't deal with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a player's coach. You know, we always hear a player's coach. And, you know, that is a really interesting question, too, by the way, which is, you know, does it reflect some kind of a. I guess this is, this is I, I, I don't have a statement on this as much of a question, which I feel like so much of this feels like a question to me. But to what degree is, is it advisable to a coach to say, look, I realize I can't, I can't contain this guy the way I need to? And to what degree is it a failure on his part? And that, that's, you know, I, I don't know the answer. Well, he's obviously really talented. I, I, I think that a couple of things I want to say, first of all, L.A. is a really good spot for him, in my opinion. Because if you're going to trade for Marcus Peters, you need three things in place, okay? One, you better be on the West Coast so he can go to Oakland and be home. Two, you better have an alpha dog head coach. And McVay is basically the king of the millennials. And third, you better have an alpha dog D.C. that's won something, okay? And they check all three of those boxes. Marcus is very good in the first two years in situations. It's always the third year that's been iffy. That's how it happened at Washington. That's how it happened here. The only, the only place that didn't happen was at McClyman's with his daddy. So, 
Like, I'm just saying, like, and guess how many years the Rams have them for? Two. So it's actually a really good deal for them. I don't even need to know the compensation to know this is a good deal for them. Marcus Peters is going to play the Chiefs next fall. He's going to record an interception. You guys need to just deal with that because that's happening. You need to just get that in your head right now. He is going to pick off Mahomes. He is going to probably return it for a touchdown, and he's going to get a penalty on that. In Mexico City. He might pull out a sombrero from under the bench. He might reach under the stands and pull out a sombrero and run. I mean, so just understand that he's going to get you in that game. I have never seen a player who rises to the occasion like him in game. Even the game after he got suspended, what did he do? Two interceptions and a fumble. This guy is different. And it's a shame it couldn't work here because he's a lot of fun to watch, you know. Uh, let me also say this. Just because teams didn't weren't interested in acquiring Marcus Peters for now, I don't know if I'd necessarily just say that means he's just the worst guy ever. It means they don't know him. It means that they did their background on him in college three years ago and that he was not coachable, which many people reported. Okay, well... If you trade for him now, in a year, you got to make a decision on whether or not to pay him. Okay? Is that enough time to get to know somebody? Is that enough time to know if he can fit in your system? No. So I don't. I understand a lot of teams not want to take that chance. Like you had to be. It's not a coincidence. The 49ers and Rams were the only ones that were real. That's not a coincidence. Hey, the, the Rams aren't that far off either. That's uh, this is yes, a playoff team. Yep. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, this is a, this is maybe a little irrelevant right now, but it's going to be very interesting. You know, we'll learn the forensics a little bit as we go forward, I'm sure. And I do wonder a little bit if if, uh, if the, the beginning of the end really was when Andy suspended him. Yeah. As far as we know, if I recall correctly, um, I think we thought that was certainly the first time in Kansas City that uh, he publicly let let it be known that he was punishing the player. And I don't know how often he did it in Philadelphia, but that. He only did it for Terrell Owens, I think, man. Like, for Andy Reid to suspend you, you had to be doing something. Um, you know? And here's the thing, like, I I just I don't – one other thing about the teammate part of it, the moment this started coming out, I started hearing from people saying, like, oh, you know, some of these guys are pissed, you know? Like, no matter what you think about Marcus, some of his teammates really like him, Okay? Some teammates that you probably whose opinions probably matter. Okay, that I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and heck, let me let me throw this in real quick too. Like, guys that you wouldn't expect necessarily. I, I think you know without blowing cover in terms of people that we all get to talk to. But uh, I was fascinated to to learn some guys that you might think are you know aligned differently politically. Love the guy. And I think it's fascinating that guys that you probably think are in the bag for Marcus probably thought he should have been suspended. I can tell you that for a fact. So that thing cut both ways, guys. There is no black and white in this. This is big-time gray, okay? This is Detroit Lions gray, okay? Um, There's there's a lot of gray in this. Um, You know... Haven't we, uh, didn't we explore the idea that maybe Marcus doesn't have this type of off-field sort of season if Eric Berry isn't hurt in the first yeah. game and not a locker room presence for, for most of the season? I think that Eric Great Berry's point. injury, that, that's a, 
that that played a huge role because even like I mean years ago I was hearing that EB was one of the few that could reach him you know what I mean like really really reach him right um, so when that guy's not out on the field that doesn't help when it, and I, look man it there's a lot of reasons things happen just understand I don't think that this means Marcus Peters is necessarily a bad guy. I don't think this means the Chiefs are necessarily as stupid. Sometimes things do just run their course. And if the Chiefs had any concerns at all about handing Marcus Peters a ton of money, which would have guaranteed his stay here and basically empowered him to do whatever he wants, yeah, you know, maybe that's why they make the trade. I'm not saying I do it. I think everybody watching us, everybody listening to us knows how much fun I've had watching this guy play football. Um, Sam, I think you're on that boat too. I think this is just really fascinating. This is just really, really fascinating, man. This guy has some of the best ball skills and instincts we've seen in 20 years. And two teams were interested, and by the sounds of the compensation wasn't that great. So, uh, hey, Let me ask this question now, uh, you guys, and this is purely speculative. but And, of course, it, it's really speculative because it, it, it can't identify uh, why the trade was made because we don't fully know, but... Uh, if you had to guess, did it start with Clark Hunt? Uh, did it actually start with Brett Beach? I think I, I find that unlikely. I find it to be somewhere between Clark and Andy. But I, I wonder what you guys think of that. I, let me just say this before I forget. Do I think that some of that hate stuff that he saw on his Facebook and Twitter throughout the course of the year helped this matter? No. I don't think that helped at all. Um, I can tell you he saw it. I can tell you he was not happy about it. Um, I can tell you that as tough as he is, he did see it. And, yeah, I'll never forget I interviewed him at his locker when he first revealed, like, why he was sitting or whatever. And, like, he was really about as open as you'll ever see Marcus be about something like that. He was like, that's crazy, right? Like, I never, you, you don't ever see a guy like that really ever be vulnerable. And he wasn't vulnerable, don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I, when talking to him, I got the sense that he saw that stuff, and internally he was probably a little hurt by it, even though he'd never admit it. And he still doesn't care what people think. Like, he every, he's, he's from, oh, he cares about what his people home think, but he is human. So, I don't know, man. I don't think that stuff helped at all. I don't think that this defensive scheme helped. I think that was clear by his behavior in the Jets game. I, it's just a lot of circ- – and then when Andy suspended him and he tweeted out LOL, that was probably it. Yeah. Marcus was a different guy after that. He didn't talk to us. Yep. He never He never talked after games. It was like he was just finishing the season. So, look, I thought they'd find a way to make it work, but things happen in this league, man. They just do. Sam, I want to hear more from you, yeah. though, man, because I, I, I get your displeasure with this. I know a lot of people watching right now. I can see it. Share it. Um, one person that one, – one thing that I think is kind of interesting is that uh, um, Aaron, you know, Aaron Randall you know, kind of mentioned that him and Kelsey aren't that different. Do we still agree with that notion? Because I would say up until the suspension – Kelsey had done more to hurt his team on the field than Marcus had, right? But up until that December yeah. suspension, that it evened out a little bit more because Marcus got suspended for his for something stupid, you know. I, I think that this, this, this 
that may depend on how you want to look at Marcus's run defense. Um, Ooh. As, as, as part of the package. Uh, you know, Kelsey doing the... When they're at their best, they are two of the very best at their positions. Um, but, you know, Kelsey, it took him a while to become, you know, a, a blocker. Uh, and, and with Marcus, especially this year, that was the fundamental problem that I had with him was the, just the, 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 the desire to strip and, and not tackle. And, and I thought that hurt him, too, in a perception way. He essentially gave up on trying to tackle in a way yeah. that was, yeah. like, kind of jaw-dropping. But at the same time, what happened when it was third down or fourth down and he had a guy in front of him at the sticks? He made that tackle yeah. every single time. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know what? I'm also, and, and I also, I don't want, hold, let, let me just say one more really quick thing. Good freaking luck finding the guy who can cover and has the ball skills like Marcus, who also tackles like Ronnie Lott. If that guy exists, true. then Thank he you. should go after it. I was just about to say that. <laughs> now more than ever, there are more corners choosing not to tackle yes. the old school way. Byron Maxwell doesn't do it. Like, there are guys who are saying, look, I get paid to create turnovers and cover. And maybe you don't like that if you're old school, but this is like a real thing. I kind of don't care about that. I care that he shows up and tackles when he has to. And for the most part, he did. I kind of don't care about that. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, Sam. Damn. Hey, one little thing I'll add like, uh, is just that when uh, on, on that, that uh, measuring of how much these oh. guys, you know, the, Kelsey, the Kelsey Peters hurting him on the field thing, it, it helped uh, Marcus, it turned out, putting the ball into the stands was only a five-yard penalty. <laughs> <laughs> one, oh, one thing I want to say before I forget, I was spitballing like what Peters would be worth with some league executives this week. Even when I'm on vacation, I'm working. Um, <laughs> Peters... Guess what the guess what the guy told me? Guess what the guys told me? No idea, man. It could be anything. Third and a player. A third round pick and a player. That's what they guessed that the value would be. Dead serious. That's crazy to me. And one guy said he wouldn't even do it. Because unless you knew you could trust him and you were willing to pay him, it was too much of a gamble. That's the kind of that's the kind of market the Chiefs were dealing with. John Dorsey did not want Marcus Peters back, from as far as I can tell. I did hear like a little bit of pushback, but most of what I'm hearing is that Dorsey didn't want him back. Same, well, as, same me, for Indianapolis, this. too. And that's a if horrible situation Dorsey, for John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I was the Browns or the Colts, and, and look, like <laughs> there are a few people who, who like Marcus Peters more than I do, but if I was the Browns no. or the Colts, I don't think I'd want him. That'd be horrific. Like, he is he is a bad player to have on a bad team, boy. Like that that is not what you want. No, yeah, I, I yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Great board point. with that. Look, like um, look, like Marcus Peters, I, I is my favorite Ooh. football player. That that does not surprise any of you. Uh, doesn't surprise anybody listening. But he obviously has faults. Like you know, we all get that. I just I guess I'm frustrated that the Chiefs and and look like I know that they didn't. They, they've been trying with him, but I guess I'm frustrated. They just essentially gave up and and thought that you know an organization that really needs his talents, um, especially at that position, especially on that contract, and and an organization that has a head coach hired in large part for his ability to deal with strong personalities and get the best out of them. I'm just frustrated. They just gave up and 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 you know, pardon the pun, but punted on you know having. 
this guy on their team when he fits. Like, now that Marcus is gone, you know what this defense needs? They need a young, badass quarterback <laughs> who creates turnovers. I hate to That's say this. They you know, they could kind of use Tredavious White from Buffalo. <laughs> You lose to this earlier, but do you, do you think, um, I guess the time frame would be such that it makes sense, but do you now think that the uh, the Fuller acquisition and the Alex Smith trade it was, was basically um, in response to the anticipation of doing this? I think it played a role, and I also think, and this is really going to piss you guys off, but whatever. Uh, I think, I think when Andy said that there's some things he had to do before making a move with defensive coordinator, this must have been one of them because this is why Bob is retained. I, well, <laughs> like, I think, I think those two things go hand in hand. Like, you know, maybe Marcus was compromising the scheme. Like, we just don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Really? All I know is that when that man played football, he made a lot of plays. He is a good yeah. football player. He is. Like, I, he is a good football player. And, like, it's not going to be as fun missing good like honestly you miss as a football fan I miss rookie Marcus Peters that's the best Marcus Peters he's a rookie you know he's staying in his lane and he's just doing his thing last year's version was fun too I mean two years ago last year's version was not fun it's just too much other stuff but I, I bet you he goes to LA and rips it up he's playing for money now it's LA he can go to Oakland whenever he wants Every weekend, he'll take a two-hour flight to Oakland. You know? Perfect. That's what he wants. Dude, he's going to be great with the Rams. He's going to be freaking great. I know. I know. Um, anything else about this that we haven't explored? I mean, I tried to tell you, like, yeah, they see Fuller as an outside corner. I think you guys know that now. So now we're looking at Steve and, and Nelson about, as a starter. They need to draft another corner. How about Emerson? Uh, what's uh – yeah, he's a ball hawk type guy. You know, you can throw at him vertically. He's all right. You know, you might get a good Emerson year because he's in a one. He's in a prove it year. Contract year is undefeated. Um, I, I mean, look. I guess you could. They still need to add another corner. Like you can't go in with Emerson, Fuller, and Nelson because if one of them gets hurt, you're in. You're in trouble. So they need to add somebody else. Dude, okay. I thought they needed to add a corner right. this morning when I woke up and, and Marcus <laughs> Pierce was on the team. <laughs> At least two more, man. At least two more, man. All right, so if you're looking for some final thoughts, what was Marcus Pierce's best moment in a Chiefs uniform? I, can I, I'll just go. The, the strip in Charlotte. Yeah. 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 I don't know. The quote that came with it, right? The quote that came with it yes. was the key there. Yes, the five-yard penalty for punting the ball into the stands. <laughs> I now, took it from him. For the second week in a row. <laughs> By the way, what don't was forget it, that. Was, he did it the week in a row. One of you guys remembers verbatim, don't you? Whatever the, the line was he said after I'll that. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you guys one more time. You know how you go to... You know how you go to the store and you grab something and your mama say, no, you can't have that? I took it from him. I took it from him. And, uh, he, oh, he going to take one this this fall. Just know that. When the Chiefs go down to Mexico City, he taking one. So just know it. I'm trying to prepare you guys for it. Just be ready. Be ready for Jared Goff to throw at whoever is replacing him. Um, ooh. 
It's so hard to find good corners. Ooh. And like, I just, like, I don't think this is like a great corner class either. They don't have a first round pick. That's what I'm saying. I think they're playing for 2019, guys. I think this is, I think they're going to hoard their cap space. They're going to double it up, you know, play for next year and um, play for 2019. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I think that's where we're at, man. Ed. Yeah. Wow. Do we want to answer some questions? Do you guys got to go? What are you guys doing? I probably should just good. Um, but uh, I don't want to break up the party. Uh, obviously, you guys can carry on without me, but uh, yeah, I probably better go. Okay. Anybody? I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, I got some questions. Okay. <laughs> or some answers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Talk to you later. See you, bye. See you, man. See you. See you, fellas. Okay. See you, man. Okay. We're going to take some questions. Um, Kujo Vince says Would you agree that Marcus's body language Last year showed his dislike Or lack of fun playing here in KC I love the dude but felt like he had his head elsewhere I think it was a perfect You know It was the perfect uh, Perfect confluence of events Like he he's Here's the thing he's really He's a strong willed individual So like I know he's not going to have fun playing in a town where he feels disliked from certain people. Like, no. Like, I guess he doesn't really care, right? But, I mean, he's still human. So, I think that plays a role. I think maybe Al Harris's voice got old. Maybe Bob Sutton. Well, I think we know Bob Sutton's voice got old. I mean, this stuff, Andy Reid's might have. I mean, we don't know. You know what I mean? Um, I do think his body language was not good last year. Oh, I agree. No, and, and, and even um, in the Jets game before the throwing the flag and the game before that, too, I can't, was that the Buffalo game? Um, his body language was absolutely freaking atrocious. Like, I mean, just <laughs> abominable body language before that. There, there's no question there was a lot of stuff going on mentally, but I don't know, man. I, 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 I'll just make it quick because I know I'm repeating myself, but I just the, the Chiefs need to make that right. You know, I just feel like the, if you're a good organization, you try to make that right. If you're an organization whose last Super Bowl appearance is old enough to be a grandpa, then maybe you just trade him. Can, okay, well, can, can I play devil's advocate? Can I play? Okay, so when Randy Moss started uh, acting out in New England, they shipped him out, you know? Like sometimes. I mean, New England, we agree, is one of the most disciplined environments in football. I'm not defending the Chiefs. Like, I look, I don't care. I'm just saying, sometimes things just run their course. And if this is, if this was, if if Marcus was really done here, I have, you know, hey, Sam, you've been around. I'm not trying to change your opinion. Like, this is a good conversation, though, right? Yeah. We've all been around Marcus. Does it? Does he seem like somebody whose mind is easy to change when they decide they dislike you? No, but I, what I'm trying to say is, it's a failure on the Chiefs' part to let it get to this point. That's probably true. And and I, I, I get what you're saying with with Randy Moss and the Patriots. The the Patriots also got the best of Randy Moss before that, and and I don't want to. I'd have to double check, but Randy Moss was in his 30s, right? At least by the time that, that the Patriots got rid of. Him. You know, th- to me, this is a guy who, a you know, point. at least in theory, should be entering his prime. He's 25 years old. This should be the the, the best, you know, that, that Marcus Peters is capable of should be coming the next, you know, three, four years. That's a good point. I like that. That makes sense. Um, but, you know, well, 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Blair. All I was going to say is keep in mind that uh, he lasted as long in Kansas City as he did in college. Right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. and, 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 it, and it didn't end for him at Washington the, the way it, it, he had hoped. So, I, I don't know. I, I My hope with Marcus Peters was as... You know, we just when we saw him punt the ball into the stands in his second year, uh, we would see less of that this time and, and less antics. And the older you get, the more mature we assume you're going to be. And it, 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 this was the worst of the years for that. And, and to speak to Sam's point, I think Sam's absolutely right. This is an organization where it's not the Patriots when it comes to. Um, you know, the, 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 everybody toe in the corporate line. You're supposed to have some freedom, some individuality, and we see that with you know on this team, and we've seen it in the locker room. But it, it's for what, for whatever reason, in the end, it just ends up not being the right fit. And that's I, I, I would love to hear what Clark Hunt or Brett Beach or even Andy Reid has to say about that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can tell you. Hey, look, uh, look, I love the kid. <laughs> Hey look, hey, look, I love the kid, okay? I mean, you're not going to find somebody who loves Marcus Peters more than me, okay? So, look, sometimes things in this league happen, okay? And you got to do things, all right? You know? Uh, look, that doesn't mean we don't like Marcus. I mean, we like Marcus, okay? We just, you know, look, things happen in the NFL. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'll be something like that, okay? So, it won't be that illuminating. No. No, I, was, I gave him... I gave him um, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Larry McCandless says, with the Patriots have traded MP away like this, they wouldn't have drafted him. That's um, right. He, he would never have been on the Patriots. That's true. Marcus Peters' college tape was better than Trey Wayne's and Kevin Johnson's and everyone else's he went up um, and, er- and everybody else's, okay? So, uh, that went in that draft. Darren Rosenland asked, Therese, do you think Veach will trade Houston next? I wouldn't do it. If they trade Justin Houston, I, I got nothing for you. Because, listen, edge rushers are hard to find. You don't have enough of them. If you want to try to win next year, you don't trade your best edge guy. Okay? You don't cut him either. He still has some juice left. Um, I wouldn't do it. Where you come out on that, fellas? No, I wouldn't. I mean, if, if <laughs> I, I guess I'm less clear on this now, but are they trying to win? If, if they're trying to win, then no. right. Right, right. Then, then, then we'll know it's a total rebuild if that yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakota Smith says, <laughs> "Does this bring Talib back as a viable option for KC?" <laughs> that trade opens up one more locker room antics guy. Court. I, I'm in. Let's go. Let's bring him in. I think he wants to play with Pat. You know, he wants to come finish his career in Kansas City. I'm in. I'm in on the Akeem Talib experience. That would be great. I think the thing we, what we really miss out on is the the Peters Talib combo versus Michael Crabtree. You know, just nowhere for him. Oh, with and, and then if Fuller had been in the slot, <laughs> just I would have done a film breakdown on that alone. You know, oh that stinks. Ah, uh, oh well. Um, Frank Pagnotti asked, do you think they go after Kyle Fuller to leave? I don't know how much Kyle's going to command, but if, if he has a market, it'll be more than they can afford. Um, and then to leave, he might, he, might, he might be willing to take a little deal here, but we'll see. 
how are teammates going to handle this? Keith Alexander asked. Um, probably split. I mean, Marcus has a lot of people in the room that, that like him and want him to be here. And a lot of these are people that you guys, whose opinions probably matter to you guys. How about that? Okay? Um, but... As I said earlier, as we all said earlier, that goes both ways, man. So they'll be fine. They're all hey listen, the check's still coming on Tuesday. Okay? The check's still coming on Tuesday. They'll be alright. Okay? Um Mitchell Whitman asks, what does it say that Marcus only has one more personal foul than Travis Kelsey since they entered the league? Including the fact that Kelsey's been kicked out of a game. But the fans' ideas of the two are different. Ooh. That it says something. Yeah, I, I, I didn't either. That's a good stat. But I, I, I still think their growth rates were different. Um, I, I think Kelsey was on and up, you know, matured, and we, we saw that this year. And I, I don't think we saw that with Marcus Peters. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, with I, that. Think the, the, I think the sum total of, of both careers are about equal, as the personal fouls would suggest. I just think the direction was different. Yeah. What, what, you know what, man? One thing I'll also say, too, like, um, Peters, he his this is like an interesting situation with him because like, um, on one hand I'm like, come on, you know, Chiefs make it work. Like this guy's a generational player, make it work. On the other hand, man, I can't tell you guys deep down in my heart that I think he'd want to resign here, right? It's just tough for me. I, I can't just knowing and talking to people who know him and just I can't tell you in my heart of hearts that I that I know that he wants to stay here. And that's despite all the nice things he did in the community that he actually picked up more toward in December. He did a lot more in December. Um as far as at least letting people know the stuff he's doing. But I'm telling you, I just I if you're the Chiefs and you know he doesn't want to come back, which I think is a real possibility, what else are you supposed to do? Because if you wait another year, all all that's happening is your your equity, your trade equity is going down with every day he holds out. Oh, I didn't say that here, did I? Okay. I'm sorry. There's a lot going on. I got to get off my vacation groove here. Um, okay. Okay. There's a money aspect to this. $18 million. I did say that, right? Okay. Highest paid corner. He want to be that. You can assume Marcus would, if he wants to get paid now, he would hold up. He would skip OTAs. You can forget that. He'd also skip training camp, probably. Okay? So, this is a lot now. Okay? I'm just saying, with every day this is all happening, what you can command is getting lower and lower. So, it's hard for me because it's just like, this is a great player. Make it work. But on the other hand, if I think that, hey, I don't know if this guy wants to stay, what else are you supposed to do? You guys might have ended up doing the same thing if your back is against the wall like that. So... Sam, I want you to pick that apart, though, because I, I like some of your opinions here. Well, first of all, the, the, the main thing, the most important thing that I can say in response to that is that if that's how it went down, mm -hmm. then that's an admission on the Chiefs' part that they failed in creating an environment that made him want to stay. That That's as simple as I can say it. But the other part is, uh, you know, they're not all Eric Berry. You know, players are not all like, you know, perfect and 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 the great leaders and, and, and all that stuff. You you have different personalities and now look like again, as as someone that he is my favorite player in the NFL, I fully am aware of his weaknesses. 
uh, and and he has more, you know, sort of um, rough edges or however you want to say it than most. But you got to work with that. You got to work with. You don't have to work with that when he's the place kicker. But you got to work with that when he is that guy at that position. When when he is creating more turnovers than anyone else in the league, despite teams throwing away from him. And and at a critical position, and he's 25 years old. You just you have to be able to find a way to work with that. And if if this team, I I, I don't know how this team can trade that guy. Let alone, I mean, forget about Bob Sutton for a second. But I, I don't know how you can trade away that guy and and stay with a straight face that you're trying to win. And I think that's what they're going to try to do because they're not going to tell people that they're real rebuilding. They're going to tell you know they're, they're going to try and pass this off as you know the the whole the, the sum is greater the whole is greater than the sum of the parts or whatever. But like it, it's just I, I I can't take them seriously as a you know as that, that they're trying to win when not they do this, this year. Deal. They're not this year. No. I've been telling you guys no. that they're not. Like it's a, it's not like this is going to be different this year. This is going to be a young and Sam. You wrote that. You know, sure. this is a, this is a transition year. We know that, and like their window with that core is done. That core window is done. I'm sorry, uh-huh. it's done. The next window for them continue to be on the back and shoulder track of Patrick Mahomes, and maybe a handful of veterans that remain. Okay, um, you know that is what it is. Um, but I, but I'm telling you this, Sam. Okay. Now, let me come back at you with a little devil's advocate because I think the people are enjoying this, okay? You and I both know that perhaps more than anyone we've ever covered, Marcus Peters is singularly about his hometown. It's a little bit like me in Detroit, but not even I'm not even to his level. Like, if I'm a 7, he's like a 10, right? How do they, are we sure it's now possible the Chiefs could have created... A, a great environment for him, and he still would have wanted to leave for California. I don't know, maybe, but um, the Raiders aren't going to have a team in a year. So, like, if he, he if he couldn't ever play in like his actual hometown, I mean, they got flights to Oakland, and and I get that, um, you know, I take a nonstop to Oakland a couple times a year. <laughs> uh, you know, like, there's airplanes that go there, and look, I, I I totally understand that he's more comfortable in California or whatever, like closer to home, but. I don't know, now I'm repeating myself again. Um, it's up to the Chiefs to create that environment to make him feel comfortable or to at least um, stop it from getting to this point where you have to trade him for, and again, we don't know the compensation, but if it's just draft picks and we're not even talking about a one, I mean, that, that that's what teams do when they're getting worse. That, that's not what teams do when, when they're serious about winning. That's not what teams do when they're trying to find the extra edge in a league with rules that um, are, are tilted toward parity and all these things. I mean, that, that's just – there's no way that – <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me on any level, man. And, and I get, like, intellectually what you're saying and, uh, you know, to maximize trade value and all that stuff. But if it's a third and a player – and it's not a third in Aaron Donald, then I don't know if his trade value uh, craters. It's like a crater that much. What, are you going to get a fifth instead of a third? <laughs> this is so fascinating. This is I, I'm going to just say it. This guy is the most fun cornerback for me to watch since Dion. I'm just going to say too. it. Me yeah. And, and like they, the Chiefs couldn't foster an environment 
that was necessary for him to thrive, but that goes both ways. Guys, we knew when they drafted him that this was a gamble because he was not coachable in, in college. And we thought that, hey, Al Harris could reach him, Andy Reid could reach him. And to be honest, the first two years were just great. It was worth it, man. His first two years were awesome. You know, he this guy's a great player. Um, but I don't know. I just – I think – I just, I don't, I feel like the Chiefs actually did a pretty good job, like, not antagonizing him. I mean, Andy never criticized him publicly, ever. He defended him through some kind of undefensible moments. Um, You know, we made fun of those moments, too. You know, you know, I love the game. You know, like, we made fun of that. Um, And, I mean... You know, Justin Houston and Eric Berry, like, all these guys. Like, this was the best. This was a good spot. Like, how bad, How much worse would this have been in New York? Sure. How much worse would this have been in Chicago? Or even Cleveland? Okay? This is a tiny market with a handful of reporters and, you know, where, a culture. Where the welcome, where the, where, where the, uh, yeah, I take a little bit of an exception to Sam says, I, I think the environment was created for a player like that to have some freedom and to, you know, he punted the ball into the stands twice and and laughed about it afterwards. Uh, You know, as long as he kept performing, uh, we were were all laughing. Marcus's media, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yep. Marcus's media criticism would have been five times worse in almost any other city in this country. And like, there would have been more leaks. Like, do you understand? Like, it kind of was a good situation for him. Um, it just became untenable at some point. I mean, it just culminated last year. Like, I, I told you guys, I don't think that the reaction he got to the anthem stuff hurt him. He defines himself as a proud black man, okay? And whatever reaction he got from some people only amplified whatever feelings he had about about what people thought of him here. Even if it wasn't all the way true, enough of it was true that he probably he was probably never able to win him back over again, fan-wise. Um, also, um, you know, Marcus is an interesting dude, man. I just... I just kind of wish it worked out here because he's a he's a legitimately fun guy to watch, and it's not going to be the same, you know, watching this cat, you know, watching this team without this cat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I guess I, I get. You guys are right. Like Andy Reid uh, defended him publicly and all that thing. The, my point in this is that if you have branded yourself as the organization and the coach who are welcoming to, you know, sort of strong personalities or antics or whatever word we want to use, then you can't let this situation become untenable. If that's the way you're going to brand yourself, if that's the way that you're going to um, sort of try to create your edge to win more games and finally win, you know, finally get past the divisional round in the playoffs, then this is an indefensible failure on your part if this is what you you say you're about and you let it get to this point where you have to trade him like this. You know what I think is interesting too? Okay, okay. Okay, here's the thing. Does this happen if Wade Phillips is a defensive coordinator? 
Does it happen if, if um, you know, Buddy Ryan, you know, well, Buddy Ryan probably would have choked him. Um, actually, um, I don't think you can play for Buddy. Um, but my point is, like, everything happens because of multiple reasons, man. Like, I think the thing just ran its course here. Now it's up to Brett Veach. You know, who's made enough good moves that, you know, it kind of, I'm really interested to hear, like, the, 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 the compensation, but Brett's made some pretty savvy moves, man. So that's why I keep saying the the compensation is going to be very interesting to me because that's going to tell me a lot about how he was valued throughout the league. Um, yeah. So we we can wrap this thing up soon here. Anybody got some closing thoughts here? Nothing. I have already said, man. Okay. I'll never forget his his first NFL snap. You remember that? That's right. Yeah. An interception. An interception. First NFL snap, an interception. And I remember talking to him afterwards, and he just kind of shrugged it off like it was that I was supposed to do. You know, Justin, you made the play, and that was it. Yeah. And I, hey, and I oh. just thought, man, this guy's this guy's at a, at a different plane at a different level in his first NFL game. Hey, no, can I can I make I want to make one last comment here. Larry Carnes says, I know you guys are throwing the race stuff out there, but has he ever said anything about feeling discriminated in KC? I love Marcus. I'm sad he's gone, but you're painting the Chiefs in Kansas City as racist. No, nah, man. I've been here 11 years, man. I've been here 12 years, bro. <laughs> like, if I felt that way about this city, I wouldn't have been here this long, man. Like, these guys know. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's yeah. doing that. I, I, like, I love living here. I'm going to live here. Huh? <laughs> Did my phone cut out when we were all calling okay. the Chiefs racist? I haven't, no, I haven't like, done that. Hey, man. No, straight up, man. I love Kansas City, man. I love living here, man. Like, this is my home. You know, like, I, no one's doing that. But let me try to explain this to you guys. True or false? Did he see some bad stuff? Not necessarily racist, but, like, just, like, stand for the anthem. You're an un-American. You're unpatriotic. Stuff of that ilk. Yes or no, guys? Without question. Did he Without see that? Question. Yes. Yep. Is it totally possible... Yep. That that some of that had a tinge in Marcus's mind, or real, I don't know, of any preconceived notions he may have had about this place. Yes or no? Sure. Okay. Sure. Yep. This is not hard to understand. Agreed. Okay? Perfect confluence of events. All right? Perfect confluence of events. It just happens sometimes that way. And no one's trying to do that, man. If I thought this place was like that, I would have been out of here years ago. But I'm going to live here a long time. Right? Come on, man. Don't do that. Um, all right. Final thoughts, Sammy? You got something, brother? No. No, nothing I haven't said, man. Okay. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. We did have 400. So, <laughs> you got our, our weekly Chiefs Friday news dump. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, who are we going to be talking about next Friday is what I want to know. I don't know. Right. I'll be at the Combine. So, it'll be all right. Um, all right. Hey, listen, it's going to be all right. It's still football. They'll get their picks. You know, it'll be interesting. Maybe maybe I'll have to do my two-round mock draft this year, you know. <laughs> I have to fully dork out and do my two-round mock. So, thanks for joining us, guys. We went extra on this thing because I know this is a big deal. And um, we will talk to you guys later. See you. All right.